to The Common Room with Brady Green and Ashley McFadden. Yes, welcome to The Common Room. That is a lovely stinger by Ash. Good work there, mate. I made it in GarageBand. I'm pretty great. <laughs> For people that haven't heard the show before, this is episode three. I am your host, Braden Green, and I am always joined by my co-host, which Ashley is... Ashley McFadden. I'm here, and it's going to be a good show today, Braden. It's always a good show, Ash. It's always a good show. Um, we're going to start off with a quick apology <laughs> to the two women that uh, heard me and Ash talking about our movie pitch that we were talking about last week. For people that don't know, we were talking about the epic blockbuster, which will be Chuggington versus Thomas the Tank Engine. It's going to be a huge franchise clash. It will be amazing. Uh, Thomas versus Chuggington. We do want to apologise for that because I have never seen two more confused women in my life because, what is it again, Ashley? So you were thinking a scene... The fat controller jumps from Thomas onto one of the Chuggington engines, and uh, what were yeah, the he words? gets the shotgun out. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee kaye, mother chugger! <laughs> so again, we'd like to apologise to those two women and all listeners, I guess. <laughs> yeah, all listeners as well. We're sorry. We're terribly, terribly sorry. <laughs> all right, it's time to get into our first topic, which is the university cuts. So if you haven't heard the story, basically the federal government are looking to bring in these new rules, basically, and they're looking to cut you off if you fail in your first year of university, if you fail more than half your subjects in the first year. And the reason that they're trying to get this legislation through is basically to stop people just going to uni just to get that, who basically get a free ride. I think that's the best way to describe it. That's what it sounded like in the article. Yeah. But... I think this is a complete joke. I, I can't... I'm, I'm sorry, I know this is a strong start, but this is an absolute joke. I mean, w- I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to stop people from bludging the system. But I think there's going to be people left behind from this. There's no doubt. Think about it. If you're a doctor, uh, soon to be doctor, hopefully, if you wanted to be a vet or whatever you want to be, and you're actually trying hard, and you manage to... Because let's admit, some of these courses can be hard. All right, well, they should be hard. If you're a doctor or a vet or a dentist, you shouldn't be having an easy ride through it. I think it's okay for people in those sort of subjects to fail if they're doing badly. Yeah, and and the- they shouldn't feel like they're being punished. Yeah, and they're allowed to try again. Yes, definitely. Try again. I know lots of people who couldn't even get into becoming uh, doctors because of the high threshold it takes to get in. Yeah, exactly. This, I mean... I understand. I understand there are a lot of bludgers out there, but is that really fair to the, the person that is trying? I can't understand this. Um, so basically, we've, we're referencing an ABC article. You can look it up. It is on abc.net.au, and you can look up university changes would see students who fail classes at risk losing access to their hex loan. You can f- find that online. So they've actually put some rough estimates how much they can expect to pay under the changes, and they've divided it into four bands, right? So if I you... found it quite interesting finding out how much you actually paid to do your course. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't know because of the whole hex system. So this is this is annually. So this is an annual cost. So if you're in teaching first year, um, I imagine it would be the lower level at the bachelor level. Um, you can expect to, if you fail more than fifty percent, you can expect to pay up to three thousand seven hundred dollars upfront to keep can keep studying that that year like for that's the a huge the next year amount of money who's got that yeah exactly 
So three thousand, but that's the lowest band, all right. Some people can afford that. It must be said, especially if you work, you can probably afford that. Then we move into things like Allied Health or architecture, IT, creative arts. They're looking at seven thousand seven hundred. Medical, dental, veterinary science, eleven thousand three hundred. Wow, that's so much. Get ready for the big one. Law, economics, management, commerce, society, culture, humanities, communications, and behavioral science. How much do you, would you expect to pay if you fail the first year and you want to do it again? Well, I think it would be the same as uh, the teachers. Front, that's what I think. It'll be 14 and a half grand. Wow, that is a lot more than I thought it would be. That's ridiculous. 14 and a half grand. Do you feel like you're getting your 14 and a half grand's worth of beauty each year? How, how much does that work out per hour of lesson? It's like... I don't know. How much does that work out to be? I don't know. It's about $40 an hour per lesson. Yeah. So you When you're in a class, when you're in a lecture, do you feel like you get $40 worth of lecture while you're there? Yeah. So $40 each time. I mean, it really, I mean, it should really incentivize you to go to uni. Hey, you're missing out on 40 bucks. 40 bucks an hour. Yeah. And I don't think any of the lecturers are getting that based mainly on what they wear. I think, oh, maybe that's I a think, bit mean. Th- some of them I th- are I think very some, I, I think some <laughs> would. It, I mean, look, and this isn't just a hit to the universities around here. I mean, I think this is going to sound really harsh, but I think we actually need to look at how universities advertise to year 12 students. And this is not just a uni essay, and I know this is a bit controversial because we're in these magnificent studios now and these we get to use these brilliant resources, but this is all universities. I rem- clearly, I clearly remember going to year 12 and there was about, I think it was about four universities came to our school and you would sit down and they would talk about how great university was, which it can be, which it can be. But I don't know if I agree with universities being able to come into these schools and pitch their ideas because it's almost like almost like this forcing that you, I have to go to uni to be successful when really I think it should be the other way around. You want to go to uni, right? You come down to the open days. You look up what you want to do in your courses, right? Because it is more... In, you have had some independence. Surely you're allowed to pick what career path you want to do. And if you're interested in the university, you're going to go look. If you're proactive, if you really want to go university, you're going to look. Compared to when a university goes down there and puts this idea um, in people's heads, which almost like forces them, yes, this is the career I have to do. That's I think this is how to stop the problem that the government's worried about. I definitely agree with that. It's really hardly pushed, especially at our school. We had, I, I chose my subjects based on what, uh, being able to get into uni afterwards. Yeah. I picked subjects all with exams because I thought you had to do those subjects so you could get into university. And I think I would have done better in year 12 if I'd done the subjects without the exams because I am not good at exams. I have terrible handwriting. Yeah, And and, um, look, and this brings me on to my next point. The Australian Education uh, like Program, the actual certificate that you get, the curriculum, I should say, it's too centred about getting people into university. Let's just be honest here. I remember we got given these little SATAC books of what scores that you had to get to get in. That's so much pressure. What if you don't know if you want to do what you and want to also, do? Also, they're inaccurate as well because it completely depends on your year. Yeah, it completely depends on you. You don't know if you're going to have a brilliant class. They may all get straight A's, you know. So I think it, it really, 
it really bugged me listening to this. It's clear that they haven't spoken to university students, or if they have, they've feels like to me they've spoken to a small amount. And it would be nice to get a wider opinion. And I know that is hard. I'm not going to say that they haven't talked. They they most likely have. But I feel like this this caught a lot of university students off guard. Uh, a lot, a hell of a lot. Yeah. So it's it's just it's hard to fathom, and especially coming from a lot of these people got university for a lot less money. Some even got it for free on certain cases. Yes. And we're going through a global health pandemic where we want people to get skilled, right? And, and a lot now- of people need a reskill as well. Yeah. My industry is completely dead. Thanks for asking. Yeah, exactly. And that comes back to the university advertising as well. A lot of unis will say, you know, we're we're the best at this, we're the best at that. Guaranteed yeah. jobs for yeah. in your industry. My industry is dead. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you know. So it's something that needs to be looked at. It needs to be reconsidered. The whole uh, the whole setup of the pushing people into university. There are other options. There's TAFE. There's apprenticeships. Yeah. There's all sorts of different opportunities for getting into the workforce. And, and if you're sitting here listening to this now saying, oh, but that doesn't give you great opportunities, really? I, I mean, some of the TAFE students have gone straight into work immediately. Yes, definitely. A lot cheaper in some circumstances. Okay. You also have you also have trades. Trades are going through the roof right now. You know, not all, of, not all trades, it must be said. Some of them are still... Obviously, struggle, struggling, but at least there's an industry that you can see is always building. We always need houses, for example. So each industry goes for a boom and for a, a bust. You know what I mean? But I think they just haven't thought this through. We need to encourage people to educate, but then again, don't force them into thinking the university is the only path. And this isn't coming from an anti-university spot. Definitely not, because we're both university uh, students and we both... Yeah, we, pro- we both have I've done very well through university. It's about the people who are dropping off early. Like, you wouldn't have the people coming along and dropping off early if you weren't forcing them into university yeah. from the start. And if, you, if you're here thinking, oh, these guys are obviously anti-university, you're just saying that. Well, I'll tell you from personal experience, I'm still st- I'm just, I've decided to do another degree. I've finished my first degree. I can be out of here right now. I've finished my performing arts degree, but I wanted to upskill myself further into an industry that I think will prosper. I know it's going harsh right now in the journalism industry, let's be honest. A lot of people are losing their jobs, but we're always going to need it. And I believe that the university has the resources and it does have the knowledge there for me to get into these careers. So I think it's just disappointing. It, it really is. And I... I just hope if you're a first-year student or a soon-to-be first-year student, just try your hardest. That's all you can do in the end. And make sure you're in the course that suits you because it sounds like if you're not, you're going to have to pay for it, which is quite concerning because yeah. a lot of people change their mind. Yeah. That was quite a f- serious first topic for the I think group. so, and I'm impassioned about these increasing the prices, but are we getting a better service from university? It's, it's a question that we would love to us get in touch with us on email which is commonroomunicast at gmail.com yep. get in touch with us give us your thoughts we'd love to hear we'd love to hear you're listening to the common room on unicast ash it is time for the fan favorite segment it is yeah nah it's oh, on nah, yeah <laughs> yeah nah nah yeah mate why do we always do this when we get into the segment? For people that haven't listened to the segment before, I 
we, we I should say, it's all, it's it's a it's a team job. <laughs> it's a team project. Uh, we basically throw statements at each other and we agree and disagree and have a little bit of chat about it. Yeah. Ashley, the first yeah nah is at you. The local fish and chip shop is still the best takeaway. Ooh, yeah, nah. Ooh, that's a tough one. You know what? I would I would agree in parts with this one. So it's a but yeah. But I'm going to have to go a nah. No. Oh. Nah, that's right. I do agree in parts. Chips are the best side dish. That is absolutely no denying that. But I don't know if it's the best thing overall. Where's the variety? You get chicken. You get fish. You get tabbouleh. Like, what else are you... What do you mean, get? where's the variety? Where's the variety? You've got so much to order from. <laughs> like, compared to, say, a pizza shop. Oh, yes, please. Oh, well, that really depends what kind of pizza shop. Yes, I, I mean, do if you're agree. Th- pizza shops do have a high hit-to-miss ratio. Some of them are so good. Like Amigos, oh, my God. But <laughs> if you you get some of them, they are literally cardboard where they've put some like sauce on it. It's awful. It all depends like the baking situation. Like I know there's, I went to an authentic Italian restaurant, uh, for pizza, pizza restaurant this um, weekend. And it was, it was good, man. It was was love on a plate. But if you're going to say fish and chip shop is the best, I'm not going to say pizza is the best because there is hit and miss. I will say... On the whole, you never get a bad Mexican. Mm, I don't know about I'm that. I'm going to put Mexican at the top of the pyramid One. of takeaway foods. Man, if you get those beans wrong, man, you're on for a long night in the you-know-what room. Oh, yeah. Didn't think about that, though. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a positive guy. I don't mind those sort of things. It's an experience. I've got one for you, then. Hit me. All right. This one, it's a bit controversial. Is tea better than coffee? Yeah or nah? Well, I'm not a coffee drinker. So I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, tea is better because I am a bit of a tea drinker. I'm a bit plain in that case. I'm not a massive coffee drinker. I'll I'll mainly have coffee with with chocolate, so I'm a mocha guy. Oh, he's a mocha guy. I'm a a mocha guy. mocha boy. So if I just had to pick between pure coffee and pure tea, yes, I'm going tea. But if I had to pick between a mocha and a tea, yeah, I'm going mocha. Every day of the week. This is controversy in the yeah, nah. He's both (laughs) said yeah and nah. I think you get more varieties and teas, right? You get you do get more varieties. You can have your chamomile. You can have your green. You can have your oolong. You can have all sorts of varieties of tea. I mean, I know there are more varieties of coffee, but you know, it's coffee. It doesn't. It doesn't give that punch, though. You know what I mean? Coffee really just gives you that wake up. Yeah, it's too aggressive in the morning. (laughs) I don't need that sort of bad energy in the morning. I want a lovely cup of tea. People at the cafe slamming their coffee cups at the moment. What do you mean we don't need it? It's too violent in the morning. I can't have a coffee. All right, one for you. Australia should become a republic. Ooh, interesting. I'd say uh, nah, and this is purely on the admin. There would be so much admin involved in becoming a republic. And at the moment, we don't need it. And I don't think the UK needs it either. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) my biggest problem with it is that you'd have to, you don't have to, but one of the big things is changing your system of government. Huge. And you've seen how badly it can go wrong. Look at America. (laughs) Ouch. 
Ouch. I mean, look, and the other thing is a lot of the people who usually push the Republican movement, they say, oh, we don't care for the Queen or anything. I will argue that big time. I'm going to argue that. Do you remember when we got that, that news really late at night over there in Britain um, when the Duke stood down from royal duties? And we were all worried because it just came with breaking news as meant to be an announcement. And because it was really late, we, a lot of us had sadly thought, Someone had passed, and they were genuinely worried. People love the royal family. Did you see how mental they went for the the royal wedding a few years ago? Yeah, exactly. Couldn't Is get that still considered a royal wedding? Yeah, there's been a few of them. <laughs> Maybe uh, we need another royal wedding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the biggest problem for me is that if you have to change into a presidency, I really don't like that idea of having one person having all that power because they have, uh, they can have power. emergency presidential powers and be able to say no to things. I mean, you now people say, you, well, you still get that. You can still get um, governor generals to sack your prime minister. Yeah, but there's a system that we go through with our two house parliament system yeah. that tries to avoid those things. And I like the threat of the governor general. He could sack him at any point. He doesn't. <laughs> well, he has done. But... It's the threat. It he hasn't keeps done them it on their while. toes. You know, we should bring that back out. Maybe not at the moment. It's in the middle of a pandemic. But, you know, he's got that card he can always play. It's been a, it's been a long time. You got one for me? I certainly do. Here's a controversial one. In the UK, they pay for a TV license. Should Australia have a TV license that you have to pay for? So do you mean like customers need to pay for it? No, no. If you want to watch TV in the UK, you have to pay a license. If you've got a TV connected to their TV network, you have to what? pay a license fee. That is correct. Should Australia adopt the same thing? Big nah. Big, big no. Big nah. Big nah. No. Have you seen the amount of content that the BBC is able to produce with a budget like this and a funding model? We're all paying for subscriptions online anyway. Maybe we should get our ABC paid for by people who actually watch it. Then the ABC TV would be in gen. They would be in danger, I think, of going bust. And that's not a, that's not a swipe at the ABC or the commercial channels. I think there would be there would be danger of losing people like that. I understand there's benefits to it, but I think this is a service that they're providing us. I mean, why it, it doesn't? You're, so you're going to tell me that I'm going to have to pay? To watch ads? Nah. No, 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 no. I couldn't bear to do that. I mean, You pay for watch ads when you get any sort of internet provider. Yeah, true. In fact, on YouTube, you might want to watch an <laughs> ad, and then you get an ad for a different ad in front of your ad that you want to watch for a different ad on YouTube. So It's you, a crazy system. So you're in favour of this. You want to, you want to us to... You're in favour of this, aren't you? Well, you I want don't see pay. what the difference is between paying for a TV licence and then paying for a subscription service like Netflix or Fox or any of the other ones. It's an interesting theory. It's and it would bring more money for these community TV shows as well, which need the money. Bye-bye, Channel 44. More people, Ashley, this is for you, more people will work from home after the COVID saga has hopefully, hopefully ended. Yeah. I definitely see that as a possibility. I, I think it's. I think. I think this. You're underestimating me. I think a lot of people are going to work from home. My dad, for example, he's been working at home for now half. He works half a half basically. Three days he's at work. Two days he's home. 
basically. And he's talking about all the positives. He's happier now. He gets to see his wife a lot more because my mum is a stay-at-home mother. He gets to see all the positives about it. Like You can be around your own pets, for example. Just having your own pet by you, I think, would really help with work stress. So imagine coming out of a meeting, you're angry, you want to get something, and you just see your lovely dog or cat or whatever it is that just instantly calms you down. You can get the food that you want almost instantly from the pantry. I think there's been a lot of benefits from this. We're in we're in our zone almost. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's better for the workers, but that's not how companies think. If we're gonna get <laughs> if we're gonna get an increase in productivity, yeah, maybe they'll keep it going. It's definitely cheaper in terms of keeping up an office space. Yeah, you won't have to rent, say, someone like a massive company in the city. They don't have to pay that massive office space now anymore. Yeah, so if it is an increase to productivity, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't keep going. You got one for me? I do. And this is probably the most controversial yeah, nah we'll ever have on this yeah, nah section. Vegemite, yeah or nah? Nah. Straight up, nah. What I could the on- flip? I could only eat Cheesy Mite. That's the only one cheesy I could eat. Cheesy Mite? How about Pro Mite? <laughs> nah. How about Mighty Mite? Nah. How about... Nah. Uh, <laughs> Anything not- with Mite in it, most likely, nah. Thermite? What? <laughs> Thermite. Do you eat a Thermite? <laughs> Look, I, I just... Stalagmite. I, I know there's controversial out there, but it's, it's enough for me. I've just never been able to wrap my head around that flavour. That, that yeasty flavour. Yeah. Mm, I love a bit of yeast. Texture's all right. I'll give it that. Texture's all right. It's just, just the flavour. So you'll probably hate this. This is what I heard the other day. Marmite and Lynx have teamed up to make a new fragrance. It's a mix of Lynx Africa <laughs> and the smell of Marmite. Which is the UK brand of Vegemite for those who do I not can know. see some people just really loving Vegemite that much. They spray it in their mouth. Like, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> worse. You do not want to smell yeasty on your night out. Imagine that on your first date. Do you have a sniff of that? <laughs> yeasty. Mmm. Plus, Lynx Africa, typically worn by teenagers who smell yeasty anyway. <laughs> Last one for you, Ash. More companies will create their own streaming services, so we're talking like Disney Plus, in ditch Netflix. I think there's been a decline in Netflix already, so yeah, I definitely agree with that. More? I don't know how many more there could be. There's already quite oh, a lot. I think there will be a bit. There, a, there will you be think a there's a huge amount more to come? We've already got Amazon and Yeah, but the Fox thing is, Hell companies realise how much profits they can make just by having up their own. Like, I think Disney Plus would be amazed just how well it's gone i mean that i mean especially it came during obviously the covid situation in the lockdowns but i mean they were able to release their own things people were allowed to watch movies from home that they wanted to release and they didn't have to go through all the rigmarole putting it through a second party they just had it there yeah and uh obviously they've had things released completely on that platform because of the cinemas closing yeah exactly and uh, i understand the negative and I understand the negative of us, oh, God, we're going to need about 40 subscriptions now. I need to subscribe to this one. Yeah, that is painful, but I just don't see companies. Why it, Why would you have to go through someone else when you know you could create it? Probably, in some cases, cheaper. I mean, some cases it will be more expensive. I just think the company, why would you say no to that? You yeah. can, And you'll be able to get more stats from your own viewers that way. That's definitely a positive. But what I worry about is, like YouTube, which had no ads at the beginning, they're going to get ads in it. I guarantee it. 
Ooh. I guarantee within the next five years, Netflix will have ads in it. Mm. It's a big call. It's a big call. That does it for Yeah, Nah. You are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. All right. Ash, have you heard the latest news? Yes, there is a pandemic on, Braden. Not that latest news. Oh. A sub-branch of it. Oh, a sub-branch, yep. So, for people that do not know, from August 21 in South Australia, licensed venues, cafes and food courts, shopping centres and large gyms and places of worship will be required to appoint a designated COVID marshal. All right, now I'm reading the Adelaide Review here and it does say that these marshals, who may include existing staff members, volunteers or hired security guards. So basically these COVID marshals, their job is to make sure you are keeping basically social distancing and to encourage good hygiene. Who the hell would want that job? It's it's a interesting job, I think. It'd be a great job to just have. I mean, you just go around and say, stay away, stay away, stay away. Straight up, these COVID marshals are going to get more abused and assaulted than... Or maybe parking inspectors are still the most assaulted and abused people in the country. But yeah, these guys are going to be up there. Who wants... Who is going to want to do that? It's a pretty cool title, though. COVID marshal. <laughs> a little badge. Yeah, a little star badge. Maybe in the shape of a bacteria. So this has brought me on to... It got, it got me started on a bit of a tangent, if I'm honest. What are some jobs or people you wouldn't want to be? All right, so jobs you wouldn't want. For example, who would want to be Scott Morrison during bushfire season? Oh, who would Ooh. want to be him? Full stop. <laughs> a little bit of bias in there. Um, I've also got another one. Who would want to be the Victorian Premier right now? In what? neck deep. <laughs> Cleaner at nightclubs? Uh, actually, I don't think that would be too bad. I mean, no one's in the nightclubs, <laughs> so it'd be pretty clean. Oh, just what? Oh, can you imagine all the needles and everything? And just oh, there's the trail of vomit to the bathroom. <laughs> I think having to wipe down every seat with your little wet wipes after every <laughs> night because you can't be standing; you have to be seated, and every seat has to be wiped down. <laughs> Would be the most dull, brain-numbing job in the whole world. To, Imagine that. To be honest, I mean, during this whole coronavirus pandemic, this may be the first time that nightclubs have had to hire cleaners because have you, like, stuck to the floor of those places? I mean, seriously. It'll be completely well, different. It turns out it's really well lit and bright <laughs> in there. They just haven't cleaned the windows in years. Wait, you're telling me they weren't tinted? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in postage at the moment. Oh, uh, no, I, no, no, I, not your sort of delivery. Um, I'm talking door-to-door, people who are paid per item they leave at each person's house because when they ring the bell, someone is there and someone will talk to you. <laughs> if you're being paid per package you deliver, you're not going to meet your $20 an hour because people will come out and just have a little chat. That's what people do. They come out and have a little chat. Or they will slam the door in your face. They may just take it and bang. Yeah. Yeah. Or the dog will eat you. Or the dog will eat you. The dog's always been there. At least someone's <laughs> looking after, out for the dog. There's the people being home and having a little chat. Going, oh, you could come in for a cup of tea. And you go, I really can't. Jobs I wouldn't want. I really wouldn't want to be Trump's PR writer. I mean, far. <laughs> Imagine. No one's wanted that job for the last four years. 
I know. I mean, I know we're flogging a dead horse here, but how much spin do you have to change every day? Like he he didn't. Uh, well, we're telling you, he didn't say inject yourself with uh, hand sanitizer or Dettol or anything like that. It's it's not. He didn't yeah, say. He's just that. inquiring. Has that been tested? <laughs> What's he talking about? He's a crazy, crazy man. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be anything in tourism right now. <laughs> Yeah, or performing arts, or television. Imagine the demand on you and television. People want more television than ever before, but you can't make any television at the moment. <laughs> what sort of crazy position is that to be in? It's, it's not, so I think they've just got to be inventive. They really do have to be inventive. Like reinvent the whole industry. Like right? some people saying, I really miss my opera, right? You know how, you know how we had that idea that theatre shows, they could just do like like a Romeo and Juliet play with football, right? Yeah, in right? a stadium. Yeah, right. I had an idea, right? Opera singers could just be doing AFL club songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to hear some beautiful harmonising on some of those lyrics. Imagine if it, I mean, seriously, it will sound better than some of the club songs that are already out there, in all honesty. They're beautiful songs, all of them, and I love each and every one of them. <laughs> what other jobs will you want, Ash? Well, I've been thinking about this, and I think the hardest deal for anyone is uh, performing arts lecturers or teachers, because you've got to put on a performance, but you can't have an audience there. And also, if you're directing a performing arts show, you can't have any of the people touching each other or anywhere near each other. We were doing all sorts of like uh, body contact sort of warm-up games and all that sort of stuff in our performing arts degree. And imagine trying to do that now, but you have to be like six feet away from each other. You can't have an audience come in. You can't have an audience. I know people who have had to do uh, music recitals over Zoom. Their penis is in one chat. They're in a different chat trying to sing along to it. There's a delay and it does not sound anywhere resembling what you'd get in a live environment. Exactly. So imagine trying to adjudicate on that. That's, it's a tough job. It's, at least if you're a performing arts tutor, you know you're always getting a show every year. Yeah. Unless they brutally cut the whole degree. Like you uh, made one show that was so me. bad. Wouldn't surprise me with the cuts coming through. You know, you, you know, know how little our budget was for our show when we did it. It's even less now. It's nothing now. It's we're... nothing. It's literally we're putting on a show. How? 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 <laughs> you know, I really want to see the cabaret course this year because there was a lot of shows when we did it that had audience inclusion. Oh, your cabaret so, is so all walk... about being. <laughs> intermingled with the audience. Do they just walk around empty rooms? They're walking around an empty room trying to interact with what a monitor. You're just interacting with the bartender. Bartender. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Nice little segment that one. Nice little segment. You are listening to the common room on Unicast. Wednesday, three PM this is code name mimic no it's not brayden it's the common room with me ashley mcfadden and you brayden green <laughs> oh sorry there we're just having a little joke because we don't know about everyone else but we're really sick of that ad. <laughs> i am so sick of that ad that ad is for a show that was two years ago now and it keeps on playing so i 
whoever runs the radio studio, it might be Phil or Andre who, or Nilo even. Or the theatre ghost. Whoever it is, please take that ad off the rotation. We do not need to advertise the Friday special anymore. It hasn't been that Friday special for about two years. And don't think this is just an agenda against Codename Mimic. We actually, mean actually know, we actually know the director. All right. And um, so Jess, if you're listening to this, either in the cafe or at home, whatever, how about coming in here and taking it off the air? Please, we're begging you. Or Peter, or Peter who runs the performing yeah, Peter, arts. Peter, get out of your office and actually take off this <laughs> advert. It's been going for two years now. Please. Okay. Anyway, let's get back into our next topic, Ashley, which is the Royal Adelaide Show. I love the Adelaide Show. Who doesn't love the Royal Adelaide Show? One problem. What's that? It's cancelled this year. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I, d- I don't think the Gola show's cancelled because I haven't put anything on their website about it. But surely it's cancelled. Every other show, I mean, Loxton, the other big one, that got cancelled not Well, I read in ago. the Bunyip that it's cancelled. The Gola show website has not said it's cancelled yet. It's on its Facebook page. There hasn't been a status saying, sorry, the show is cancelled. You have to get the Bunyip newspaper to find out it's been cancelled. I think they might have put something on Instagram. What is this? <laughs> Who's running this crazy show? Anyway, back to the Royal Adelaide show. So, the Royal Adelaide show for 2020, since the physical one is cancelled, they are launching a virtual Royal Adelaide show. It's called the Show at Home. It's a virtual event which launches launch sorry on the 17th of August, and basically you can come online to the show website from the 7th of September to the 11th, and you can experience the show virtually. They're like advertising things that you can go to certain uh, vendors who are supporting them. For example, they're saying people on the Limestone limestone Coast, once I get that word right, they can redeem offers and discounts since they were meant to be at the show. That sounds pretty cool. I hope there's the food tasting. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I do have a few questions about a virtual Adelaide How the heck are you going to do the firework display is the first one that comes to mind. I think what happens there is you light your phone on fire. <laughs> or uh, every, everyone gets a sparkler, stands in the backyard, yeah. swings it, or maybe they chuck it up in the air. And see if you can start another bushfire. <laughs> you know, it's 181 years since the show first started. 181. And it's only been cancelled five times. So this is actually a pretty big deal. Five? Only five, wait a minute. So it's only been cancelled five times. So five In 181 years. years. But we've been at... So the two major wars... Two major wars and Spanish flu and the gold rush. Back in 1852, if you remember back then. Yeah, but oh, the both major wars boy. together were more than five years, so it actually... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only the fifth one that's been cancelled and they're still trying to do it virtually, which I admire the spirit that keeps on wanting to put it on. Which comes to our topic, really. What's your favourite thing about the show and how is this actually going to work? I mean, what is your favourite thing about the Adelaide show? Uh, I love the food testing. I love going out and trying some chutneys. I like trying some olives. I love doing that. Oh, you're the fancy eater. You're the I fancy like, eater. I like trying them. I just don't know how it works online. Do you have to lick your phone or something? <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to spread diseases. Oh, so you're the fancy eater. I'm the opposite. I'm the Dagwood dog guy. Oh, you're trying to... Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm after each one of them getting. And that, but I will give, I will, I don't know, a little bit of brag. I always go to the Country Women's, Country Women's Association. They have the best scones in the world. Oh, they know how to make a scone. And you always got to get a Golden North ice cream as oh, well. You go, uh, look, I'll be honest. The Dairy Hall has been hit 
rather hard, it must be said, when I go there. <laughs> yeah. Like, extremely hard. <laughs> um, but also, how are you going to do the pig race? That is the question on everyone's lips. How are they doing the pig are race? Are they just going to, like, get a little PowerPoint presentation with this little, <laughs> these four little pigs? What's that little boy doing now? <laughs> oh, yeah, because you get, you get the old guy and the you little the boy do, guy, they yeah. do the announcements, don't they? And that's like some of the only country music that I really hear. I mean, yeah, it's your country experience. I mean, there are so many things that you're missing out. I mean, there are some good things to the virtual experience. For example, walking through the pig pavilion, no longer have to deal with that awful, awful, awful smell. I would say that for all the animals as well. You don't have to deal with the smell or the mess. Yeah. Uh, or the mess of people dropping their dagwood dogs and chips on the floor <laughs> until it's like a mat mesh mix. Well, I, I, I hate those people too because that belongs in the mouth and into the stomach, right? Why are you wasting good chips on the ground? They don't appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I I think we people really underestimate how bad it was of effect, I should say, the Adelaide show being cancelled. It, it affects a lot of communities. Huge. I mean, huge. all the country people, a lot of people will come out. There's probably people listening to this saying, but the Adelaide show is such a waste of money. You have to pay for this. I'm sorry, you're not experiencing the show properly. You're not going out and doing all the free food examples. You're not going out and appreciating the animals. If you are there just for the rides and just for the show bags, I mean, you, you've missed so much. You've missed at least 80%, I would say. And the local community as well. You're missing out on the local community. Yeah, exactly. There's so many things you miss out. I mean, even just watching that arena. I'll be honest. I have. I usually go to the show twice yeah. when I go. I could quite happily watch the woodcutting for eight hours. Oh, the woodcutting is amazing. And, and you've got to watch the tree filling. That's tree filling is that's amazing as well. That's literally the most manly of the... Oh, even womanly now, sorry. The w- women now are allowed to compete. It's the most ridiculous event. They I've only ever. do it here and in Canada. It's like not many places do it. I can't believe we don't have more of it. I, mean, I think that's a better sport than watching anything else I can think of. Yeah, Cricket, th- I'd rather watch <laughs> someone actually knocking down a tree than trying to knock down some stumps. I love seeing Australia versus New Zealand. So you have like even test matches. So I know I watched the... I think it's the Jack Jack and Jill where you get a man and a woman doing yes, the yes. saw and everything. But I, I still love the tree falling. I love the idea. It's hard enough to swing an axe into this wood. Okay, now do it while you're four metres in the air, while balancing, even though you're a bit porky. What? Yeah, what about what is it about the build of these contestants? They all built a certain shape and it's all round. It's like a lot of people don't know. One of our most... Um, successful athletes in the world is a woodcutter, Dave Foster. Wow. Yeah, he's the, one of the most... He's a multiple world champion. It's ridiculous. And let's admit, Dave Foster isn't the skinniest athlete, I guess you'd be saying. You know, so I think woodcutting is just such an It's epic. an underrated sport. Yeah, it really is. And, and how then, does that work virtually? Are they still going to have it? I hope... What happens is I just go out into my backyard and try and cut down some trees and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It makes it be useful for the fire in any case. There, there you go. He was the first person, David Foster was the first person in sporting history to win over 1,000 championships. No way, 1,000. 1,000. 1,000 championships. It's crazy. Just Maybe have to quickly look that up because he is an inspiration to us. Inspiration. Now. Other things. I mean, how are you going to do your, your, your annual. Um, Ferris wheel ride. 
Uh, I think the Ferris wheel is still there. They can't take it down. They can't take it down, but they take down the carriages. So are you just going to grab on? Well, I'm not endorsing this. I am not endorsing this, but are you just going to grab on? I think that makes a good ride. I think the only ride I can think of doing from home is just sitting on your um, office chair and spinning around as fast as you can. <laughs> Tie them up and rope and get your mate to just yeah. pull it as hard pull as, it as you fast can. as you can. Yeah. That or connect it to a car. Again, not endorsing this. No, you don't have to do it. You can do it, but you don't have to do it. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of things. What about the show bags? Oh, show bags. They're all online. It's all the show bag That's company. not the same, though. I mean, no. you have to. The proper Adelaide show experience, you buy a locker. Don't get the, the $2 coin set. You get the one with the keys because they're bigger anyway, in my opinion. In case I get sued by some some carny, but you get you go get these lockers and you shove your show bags into it until they don't fit, or you do the old thing where you carry your pram all day and you have fifty show bags and basically snap the pram in half by the end of the day. Where am I going to get my birdie beetle fix? I need my birdie beetle fix you every year. Online. I need a birdie beetle. You can get them online. Oh, it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the same if they haven't really been sitting isn't. in a show hall for two weeks. <laughs> Slightly melted. It's. I'm, I'm. I am glad that they'll get to. It'll be interesting to see how it works. I dare say it'll be a one thing, one time only thing. Well, we hope so. Anyway. Yeah, we definitely hope so. I mean, how are you going to do those cheating games? Oh yeah, the rigged games. Yeah. So are they just going to virtually rig? They're, they're going to virtually rig them. That's the only way I can see it happening. Oh, that's a bit depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, how about the yellow brick road? You just have to put on Wizard of Oz and. Well, that's well. They're saying because this this is what happened. You can still do the yellow brick road. You actually get a map. So a what map. do you just get a map of your own house? That's a bit creepy. How do they know that? <laughs> They've got satellite images everywhere of everyone. But you can like, or it'll go the other way. I I dare say and say this is where you can go to this vendor and everything. It might be the longest yellow brick road we've ever done. Yeah, all around the state. <laughs> like. You gotta go to Wyala, you gotta go to Kangaroo Island. It's a very expensive yellow brick road, maybe this year. Yeah, but the yogurt is always worth it. <laughs> Get your orange. <laughs> Imagine travelling from one side of the state to the other. Here's your free orange and free yolk. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> Which is about the off. size of your pinky. Uh. <laughs> I mean I mean hey, I mean the drone racing champions. Oh, oh let's be honest, that's kind of pathetic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I liked? And they could still do this in COVID times, but the mascot uh, relay. Ooh. They could do that because they're all masked. It's actually encouraging. So I think so. Hygiene. I think we should definitely have that virtually. <laughs> so what do you, is it would be one of those things where you like log in online and you pick the mascot you want to win and you click it. Have you seen those ones? You've got to click them as much as they can and they run faster and faster. I think that's the only way to do it. I'm going to get my fruit choc man to win. <laughs> there are so many to pick from, though. I mean, oh. We're, we're on to something here. We should be on that committee. Yeah, we should be on that committee. I think what are they doing? A great idea. All the animals are thinking, thank God that I'm not being judged. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> oh, so stressful being judged. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, but... Yeah, as you can tell, I mean, the Adelaide show is close to our hearts and that might be because we are country kids. So to all the people that did plan to go to the Adelaide show this year, don't worry, you're in our thoughts and get around this virtual event. I think it's going to be fun. 
Well, they're already selling tickets for 2021. Yes, and they'll be discounted. I believe it was half price compared to a normal adult ticket just on the website at the moment. Yeah, so you can get an adult ticket for $15 for 2021. Wow, it's so cheap. I hope it's still on. Can we just say this is not sponsored by the Royal Adelaide Show whatsoever? This is just, I just genuinely think it's a good idea. But, you, know? you know, if you want to sponsor us, sure, I'll take a free show bag. <laughs> I'll take a free pig. If you want to get in touch about how to sponsor us, please give us an email on Ash Common Room Unicast at gmail.com. Alrighty, it's time for a break, and you are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Pretty good show today, Ash. Oh, it's been a great show. I've enjoyed most parts of it. <laughs> I mean, every part, every part. It's been great. <laughs> I want to leave you with this, though. So I've been looking at weird Australian laws, and I came across this one. It's an offence to possess over 50 kilos of potatoes in Western Australia. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, you told me this, and I, I gave it a Google on the Google, right? You know what the fine is? Two thousand dollars for a first offence. Five thousands for continuous offenders. <laughs> this is obviously some sort of crazy thing that people just had more than fifty grams of potatoes. Well, what if you own a fish and chip shop or something? I don't know. It's uh, the 1946 Marketing of Potatoes Act. <laughs> I, I don't know what the situations around it, but. Just make sure next time you're down the shops, don't get 50 kilos of potatoes by mistake. And that's what we're going to leave you with. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can email us at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Or even message us on Facebook. We've now got a Twitter account and a Facebook page. Instagram is hopefully coming soon. Yep, that was The Common Room. You can hear us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Wednesday's 3 p.m. Woohoo! Great show, Ash. Great show, Braydog. <laughs> We'll see you Wednesday. That was The Common Room with Braden Green and Ashley McFadden. Email us at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday 3pm on Unicast.